God, we thank you that the words of that song are just so true, that everything is so different because you live. God, we thank you this morning for your death and resurrection, which means so much to us, for which we're so grateful. And God, we thank you that we can face the future because you live. God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you've done for us. God, we thank you that even in difficult situations of life, God, that we can keep our eyes firmly fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. And God, that that really does make a tangible difference in our lives and hopefully in the lives of those around us who watch how we conduct ourselves during times like this. God, we thank you that you call us together to be your church and uh, that even though we are spread out all over Gippsland and beyond this morning, God, that you are uh, not affected by geography or time or space, but you can continue to do your work through us, um, using us to further your purposes in the lives of people around us. And God, we thank you that that goes on no matter what the restrictions, that you are not restricted by any of that. So God, as we just get a little picture this morning of the way that we are spread out, God, we know that your work is spreading out across Gippsland and God, we stand here this morning, uh, wherever we are, as your children and as your community of Sale Baptist Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning and welcome to church this morning. A very special good morning um, to you all online. Um, and just a reminder that next week we will be having communion. So um, everybody will be online as things stand again next week. And so uh, make sure that you have gathered something uh, to be able to celebrate communion together with your church family for next week. Um, even though the, the service is just starting right now, um, we've already been at work this morning. So the team's been here since um, just after eight o'clock uh, for a lot of people. Um, I say a lot of people, there's five of us here. Um, but also uh, our kids ministry happened at nine o'clock. So if your kids are, are normally a part of that, make sure you use the links um, next week to be able to jump into that kids ministry. So Pastor Steve has been doing his kids ministry from the Growlery at Warwick this morning. So um, you can ask us about that if you'd like to. Um, and also our prayer meeting this morning has already happened as well. So again, next weekend, um, everything's online. So make sure you make use of the Zoom link, which is in the newsletter, so that you can join us for that prayer meeting at a quarter to nine next Sunday. Um, Okay, we've got a lot of things to get through this morning, but uh, there is one piece of fantastic news. So you ready for a little, a little heart swell moment as we put up the picture of our newest church person? Oh, it's not there. See, I'm sure you can all see it though. Is the picture up? Yeah, so there, there is our newest little person, and that is Eden Lily Grace Heyman, who was born this week. Um, Super exciting, so we can continue to um, be encouraging Brad and Alana and praying for their family as they celebrate this new little baby. So super exciting church news there. Um, and oh, so many other things that I need to tell you about, but my mind has been distracted by a new baby. So um, 
while I'm talking to you, you can be filling out uh, any cards that pop up in the chat. Um, for some people, that will pop up after I've sat back down again. So just make sure that you use the Connect cards and maybe a Next Steps card. Um, fill those in and we will contact you back through the week. But you can use those Connect cards to encourage us to um, send a message to the church leadership, anything like that. So make sure that you are making use of those cards. Um, make sure also that you are checking into the in online service this morning. So everybody who is online and um, if you can say something in the chat or use uh, the Church Centre app to check into the online service, that really helps us during the week as well. Thank you. Um, all right. So a lot of our social activities have been cancelled, obviously. So our men's breakfast, which was due next Saturday, uh, and our grand, grand tour, which was to follow, have been cancelled. And our ladies' activity, sadly, yesterday, we missed it by a couple of hours. So um, that had to get cancelled too. So um, when I say cancelled, I really mean postponed. So those will um, run eventually so stay tuned for news about that. Um, another thing which I was talking about this morning is the Samaritan's Purse. So you know the Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that we fill in every fill up every year and they get sent overseas to um, children who really need um, a special gift at Christmas time. So we have those boxes available but obviously you can't come and pick them up yet so um, it's probably not an essential service so we won't be driving those around to people um, all over Gippsland. So maybe postpone the actual getting of the boxes for a couple of weeks until we can meet again in person but um, you might like to start turning your thoughts towards what you could put in the box or even start gathering some supplies as part of your essential shopping. Um, that would be great. All right, and Meg Pendrick is the right person to talk to about all of that. So uh, make sure you are thinking towards that. Um, so we have um, some prayer needs in our church. So super exciting about little baby Eden and the Heyman family as they all settle in together and get to know one another. So you can be praying for them. Um, also, Celia had some surgery during the week, and uh, so she is recovering from that. Lots of people recovering from things. Um, yours truly also had a little bit of surgery during the week. <laughs> it's hidden at the moment, but anyway, I, I did. Um, it means I can't wash my hair, which is like not good. Um, part of one of my, the joy of my life is having clean hair and um, anyway that's a struggle at the moment um, so you can pray about that if you like um, and Nathan is uh, in Melbourne still at the moment so um, finished his current rounds of treatment and uh, just awaiting some further testing tomorrow in Melbourne before he's able to come home so you can be praying that all goes well with that uh, lots of other uh, needs in the church, so some of those you will be aware of, um, so you can be praying about our whole church family. Um, and I'd just like to ask you, how are you doing? Um, for some of us, this is a really, really massive deal. For others of us, we're just rolling with the other kind of normal. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking um, this just yesterday, really, that it is really hard to get our thinking right sometimes about these things. And I, I guess it's it's easy to go to one extreme or the other. And one extreme would be to catastrophize what is happening to us and, and thinking that this is the worst thing in the whole world that could possibly happen is that we get locked down again. Um, and then 
Like when you compare that to things that are happening around the world, particularly in Afghanistan and Haiti, um, you can compare um, what is happening to us in the light of that and think that our things are insignificant and that would, that would be the other extreme. Um, and I think maybe there is some really helpful middle ground there that we could take. Um, and, and it's true that situations around the world are on paper, they're worse than what we're going through, but it doesn't mean that what we're going through isn't significant for us. And so um, I think we need to kind of find a, a reasonable place to settle on some of that thinking and... Um, yeah, just yeah. Don't catastrophize what we are going through, but also recognize that this is significant for us. Uh, and while we're praying for situations around the world, it doesn't negate some of the situations that we're dealing with. And um, yeah, so just be kind to yourself, but um, also maybe don't um, maybe don't super focus and dwell on that. So as a scripture, I'd like to read to you, which sort of speaks a little bit to that, um, and it is in Philippians four. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I hope that really encourages you and it just reminds me that it doesn't really matter what the question is, the answer is in the Bible. So keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, Let's just pray together and uh, we'll move on with our service. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much uh, that you are the God who changes everything. God, we know that you love us. God, we know that you know us so completely. God, we thank you for uh, the things that we can celebrate together as a church family. God, we pray for the birth of that precious new little baby this week. And God, we know um, what a precious gift that she is to Pastor Brad and Alana and to Harry and Judah. We thank you, God, that this little baby is uh, just such a joy and has been so long anticipated Uh, God, we thank you for her little life and uh, for the plan that you have for her. God, we know that you do have an extraordinary plan for her and for this little family as they grow together and as they get to know one another together. So God, we pray your continued protection over them as they lead our church, as they stand out on the pointy end, uh, taking taking ground for you and protecting us as well. So God, we just thank you for them and uh, we look forward to all being able to meet Eden um, in the fullness of time when we're allowed to gather again. And God, we bring before you our church family who are struggling with health issues and uh, God, we know that you know everything about their situation and God, we know that you are leading people through. God, we thank you for the difference that faith in you makes in people's lives and for the actual tangible difference that it makes day to day as people go through situations with you. God, we thank you that, um, that you are continuing to guide us 
that you continue to lead our church. And uh, God, as we keep our eyes firmly fixed on you, God, that you will um, bring us through, that you will see us through, and you will not only... um, just see us through, but you will continue to enlarge your territory in our community uh, using us. And God, we thank you for the way that you continue to gift us and equip us to do your ministry in this community. And God, we we thank you for the service this morning. God, we thank you for technology. We thank you for the giftedness of our team who can bring together a service like this and uh, stream it out to the whole church family and beyond. So God, we just thank you for all of these things. Uh, God, we know that you go with us into our week this week, however that looks. And God, we know that we never do anything by ourselves. God, we thank you for everything that you've ever done for us and everything that you are in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, so this is our first Stories of Hope message this morning, and I hope you find this story really encouraging. Um, Paul and Rania have shared their story very openly, and it is quite a challenging story and uh, one that that will really um, hopefully speak to you and really encourage you in your walk with Jesus as well. Um, And just... Um, I was thinking if we were to link this message today with one of our church values, it would be truth seekers pursuing Jesus wherever he takes us. And hopefully as you listen to this story um, and listen to the... the um, the path that Jesus has had Paul and Rania on, you can just see how as they were seeking truth, they found Jesus. So um, everybody watch your screens. You're already doing that. And um, yeah, enjoy this this story in, in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Uh, great to have you here with us. This morning I'm joined um, by with Paul and Rania um, and Some of you may know Paul and Rania, some of you may not, but you're going to get to know them a little bit more this morning through their story. Um, And this is the first of our stories of hope. Um, If you were part of um, SBC last year, you may have remembered we did a series called Stories of Hope, and we're calling this Stories of Hope Season 2, and we're hoping that um, you're going to be encouraged um, through these stories, and, and we've got a few lined up over the next few weeks of different people, um, couples and singles alike, sharing their story of of how God has worked in their life and how God has um, transformed them, um, performed miracles and and done different things in their life and in their story. And um, and they're all going to be very different. Um, And, yeah, I really encourage you to to listen to what God is speaking to you about as you hear these stories too. Uh, And you might hear a story... Uh, and think of somebody that doesn't uh, know Jesus yet, and it, it might be a great opportunity to forward it on to somebody um, and say, hey, check this this story out. Uh, so let me introduce you to Paul and Rania. It's great to have you guys with us this morning. Thank you for having us. Um, and I want to start by um, you sharing a bit of a, a moment in, in your life just a couple of years ago where, Paul, you actually put your hand into a, a what was it a planer? Yeah, like a, a, a machine plane, a, a, a table machine saw. Plane, a yes. table saw? Yeah. Um, tell us what happened. Um, uh, I have a, a man cave in the previous place that we were living in. Um, a beautiful table saw, love, love working with wood. Um, either through a distraction, um, not paying attention. Um, as I slid the wood across there, my hand went straight into the electric planer. Um, the actual, the, the cast iron of it, 
cracked, got my, my hand out. The pain was excruciating, um, as you can probably appreciate. Um, my first thing was to wrap it up into, uh, and all I found was an oily rag, um, turn the machine off, grab the ends of my fingers out of the machine and put them in a jar. Mm -hmm. My uh, ring finger um, was actually degloved all the way back to the ring. Um, I later had to cut that off with a Dremel. Um, and the ends of my, my two fingers had come off. Um, once again, once your, your bone goes into something like that, it really is, is excruciating. I had a, a big fear of going to hospitals, um, a big fear of anaesthetics, so that wasn't an option for me. Um, I came wailing inside uh, to my wife, um, blood everywhere, um, just screaming. Um, she wanted to call my friends, what they had, wanted to call parents, no, nope, wouldn't have it, want to go to hospital, no, nope, wouldn't have it. She said, well, Jesus is going to fix this. Hmm. And we, we went straight into prayer. Well, Rania did. Um, I was wailing. I, we, I didn't stop wailing for probably three hours. Hmm. But for, for that time, the only hope that we had was in Jesus. Hmm. Um, there, were, there was nothing else we could rely on. It wasn't our own knowledge. It wasn't anything else. Um, the only hope was him. Mm -hmm. And praise the Lord, he gave us the faith to rely on him. Um, so for three days, uh, did nothing other than we were, we were fasting and praying, uh, not knowing that we were fasting, I just didn't want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a look at my, my hand, had to cut the ring off because it was all swelling up. Um, within the week... My, I felt all the pain of my fingers severed. These two were back, miraculously. And this one healed with no scars other than just the tip and a little twisted nail. Yeah, wow. Um, showed my mum when we went up, um, probably shortly thereafter. Um, she was a nurse, actually, and she was near sick when she saw it. It was, it was that horrific. Um, a couple of months later, all the... The remnants, other than the nail, were healed. Wow. Um, the pain had subsided after those three days through prayer. Um, and it was just a, an overwhelming feeling of love, of warmth, of I've got you. Mm. Um, and we had nothing else to compare it to. Um, it was just remarkable. And that was a, the significant turning point of us wanting to know more about this person that had done this for us. Mm. Um, where nothing else would have worked. We had no other hope. Um, we didn't realise that the hope in him is all we needed. Yeah, sure. Um, so this was a big turning point in both of your lives, mm. this sort of miracle that you experienced, mm. um, because you weren't, you haven't always been believers and, no. and no. Christians and um, sort of believing this could happen or believe that Jesus is real. Mm. So take us back to... What, what was life like growing up? What's, um, maybe, Rania, you can go first. Tell us a little bit <laughs> of, of your story and um, um, what life was like before you sort of became Christians. Yep. Um, so I grew up in a Coptic Orthodox church um, where there was really no uh, relationship with God or Jesus or um, it was it's a lot more man-made traditions and stuff and, and really had an issue with, uh, religion. Um, as I grew older, um, I just, uh, I was actually really hurt by the church um, and thought, well, if this is what um, 
you guys represent. Um, God, don't want anything to do with it. Um, then, uh, yeah, as as we got a bit older, um, we we kind of got into the the new age. Um, you know, doing good for everyone through positive affirmation. Um, you know, uh, crystals. Um, you know, just more. Spirit guides. Spirit guides. <laughs> um, so I suppose we saw ourselves as spiritual um, and, uh, yeah, was convinced that there was no God. Uh, Jesus was probably just a, a character made up by churches to suppress people and control them. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really until, yeah, a, a few months before Paul's accident that we stumbled across that... Um, hey, Jesus might actually be real. Um, and through Paul's accident, it was just this overwhelming conviction that I had that, no, Jesus Jesus will heal you. Um, and that's when we actually started reading the Bible for the first time for ourselves. Yeah, from that point. Mm. What about for you, Paul? What was life like sort of before this accident? Um, had a, a normal upbringing, went to... What you'd call Catholic schools, I suppose, um, a boys' school, Mentone Boys Grammar, in Melbourne, um, drummed into us education, all the rest of it, get a good job, uh, all those sort of things. Um, even though we had divinity studies and things like that, um, they really touched on what you would call uh, what we know Jesus to be. Um, it was very, very wishy-washy, and, and really got no conviction out of that in any way, shape, or form or that it, it ever really meant anything. Um, was always um, a high achiever in, in, in at work. Um, we have a, a long history of tertiary education and um, success in the world, uh, as you would, as the world would deem it, mm -hmm. um, high positions, executive roles, um, but very, very focused on the world, <coughs> uh, very, very focused on the dollar, um, idolised, um, yeah, uh, bigger and greater things, knowledge, education, money, positions, possessions, uh, possessions um, and it was all you know, what for what other people thought about you. Um, yeah. we, we weren't nasty in any way, shape or form, we were just, we were hooked into the world, hook, line and sinker. Um, the cracks started the show probably a couple of years before um, before we were saved. Mm -hmm. um, I actually met Rania um, through my, my change in profession, I got into real estate um, and sold her her home. And she obviously thought that it was a good service because she married me. <laughs> Little bonus. Yes. Um, and praise the Lord, it, it, it was, yeah, it, it, it was a match made in heaven. We, we found the Lord together and the, the growth together has been, has been great. But the, the life beforehand was... Yeah, just throw money at it and it'll fix it. Yeah, sure. um, I was a problem solver. I was an analytical. Um, th there wasn't anything in, in, in my world that I couldn't fix. I had mm -hmm. a backup plan for everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I thank God that he showed me that I'm not the solution to all my problems. Yeah. And systematically, it, what had eventuated was I learnt that there are some things that you can't fix yeah. or, or you're not meant to or whatever. So we were in a position where we had no other alternative than to seek him. Yeah. And we were seeking truth. We wanted, we wanted truth um, on a worldly uh, stage. Um, 
and we found the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. We weren't looking for him. Yeah. It's just the doors opened up and yeah. when you look for truth, there he is. Yeah. yeah. And so from, um, from the world's point of view, you, you guys were quite successful. People mm. would have yes. looked at what you had, mm. your life, and thought, man, if I could have that, mm. life would be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very much so. So um, lots of money. Lots of money, lots of cars, lots of houses. houses um, lots Shoes. of jewellery. Shoes. <laughs> um, anything that was materialistic of any yeah. value we had. Yeah, sure. Um, thinking that it will bring us happiness and, um, yeah. So from the outsider's perspective, mm. we had the perfect life. Mm. Um, the careers, the reputation, everything. Mm. Yeah. And then that all got sort of stripped away. You, you could say that, stripped away or fall away, or it was, uh, it was planned, the Lord's plan for that to happen to us, but yep. we were so stubborn and so hooked into how important we were that it, it needed to be removed or to fall away or yep. mm. um, however you want to look at it and however you want to word it. It, um, it was the biggest blessing. Mm. Um, and people often say, would you go back to that? Yep. No way, not never. Um, the, the joys of this world based on material possessions mm. uh, really we had no idea yep. we, were, we were deceived mm. um, and I remember you, you were talking to me about um, different addictions that were present mm-hmm. at that time as well mm. and God sort of moving in your life to, to free you from those as well yes. so the, the collection of addictions were mm. um, prescription medication mm-hmm. cigarettes, alcohol um, amphetamines, um, our daily dialogue, um, foul mouth swearing, just a, a person of, of the world. Um, and these were all used as a, as a crutch mm. when our own stamina couldn't help, so we went to other things to facilitate comfort, peace, uh, stimulation, whatever. Mm. Um, and awareness and <laughs> alertness to stay awake for 20 odd hours a day. To, we we to thought work. we were very clever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, um, yeah, well, we, we're only taking these, we're not addicted. Yes. We're only taking yeah. these because you know, we want to stay, stay awake. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was put on our heart to, to kick these things. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't do it on our own. Uh, we, we put it to the Lord and prayed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a full packet of 50 cigarettes, and at that time we didn't have much money, so it was, that was like gold to me. Um, I tipped a glass of milk over it and put it in the kitty litter, so I wasn't inclined to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was really desperate to smoke that, and we, we, we cut everything. Well, mm-hmm. the Lord cut everything, and it, three days later we were totally delivered from all those addictions mm-hmm. um, to the point that we, did, we didn't yearn for it, we didn't fall back into the drugs, the cigarettes, any of that sort of thing. It was, um, allergies were gone, mm. um, medication for allergies, medication for anxiety, depression, mm. all gone, all in those three days. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, we it just was freed yeah. um, from, I, I suppose, the, the shackles of all these things that, you know, like my, my, one of my biggest fears was, but if, if I give this up, I, I won't have the, the strength or the awareness and the ability to to function because yep. that's all I knew and um, but praise the Lord he's he's given me everything I need and more mm. um, so, yeah so this is all taking place in Melbourne yes mm-hmm. in the suburbs mm. how'd you end up here 
Tell us a little bit about that transition and, and I suppose maybe even a little bit about how um, how you lost everything mm-hmm. um, and how you got to to be here in living in Stratford. The, um, uh, both of our professions, uh, we were at a crossroad where we either jump into the pit with them. There were some unethical practices um, taking place. We either participated in it for financial gain or we didn't. Um, we would be what uh, is called whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. Um, given I was an executive in a company and I was at the top, it would have been gel if it had come out. In Rania's situation, um, probably similar in the mm-hmm. financial services, um, yeah, you you don't get a chance to let you end up in jail. So we, we chose the, <coughs> the, the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we were targeted accordingly. Um, we spent the majority of our savings and everything that we had fighting this in our self-righteousness, that we were right um, in courts. Um, and they just wait until you run out of money, which is what happened. Um, long story short, the liquidators came in, our car's gone, houses gone, investment property's gone, mm-hmm. and um, we had a, a 60-day notice of eviction of a home um, to find somewhere else to live with, with no car, no nothing. We were, at this point, down at the crisis centre getting food vouchers, um, vegetables and stuff, um, picking up loose change just just to get by. Uh, we didn't have any family support, friends support. This had all diminished at this point and all we had was the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in that, so in that process you sort of came to faith? It was just another stepping stone, another reaffirmation of the, that he's got us. Yeah. Um, and, and during this time, and, and it was it was a gift of faith because I knew everything would be okay. I mean, if he's not going to heal my hand and heal our addictions just to let us fall and go mm. die on the side of the road, you know, without any food, it was he'd already shown us his hand mm. that you know he's why. got us. Yeah. Um, so it, we knew he had us. We didn't know what it was going to look like. We had no idea. Um, <laughs> We applied for 60 positions for uh, rental properties uh, towards the country. It was a bit more affordable. And through a, a, a pressing of the wrong button, one was North Queensland, I think. Yeah, I'm not very good with geography. Postcode, so <laughs> we didn't get that one either. Um, but the, the one that we got was in Stratford. Um, he responded to us within 15 minutes. Um, we went, drove out the next day, which is, where on earth is Stratford? Mm. But um, on the way driving, I, I did say, Lord, if, if this is where you want us, I'm okay with this because it was just so beautiful, like, yeah. you know, coming from the city and, and, and stuff, and it was like, we're okay with this if this is where you want us. Yeah. Um, and it was a shortage on rentals for, for the market. Um, we had no job, no money, no savings, no references. No bond. Nothing, no bond. Um, <laughs> and a pet. And, a, a, pet and a pet. But, um, so we checked this place out. Um, it said no cats. We had a cat. Um, 15 minutes later, he phoned us up and he said, you've got it. Can you move in next week? Yeah. So it, it coincided mm. with, uh, there was a three-day overlap of when we had to move out of yeah. um, Berwick yeah. um, to come here. And we were just, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Um, amazing. Um, I, I still don't know. <laughs> Nothing. No, we had to get a bond from um, the Department of... Uh, human services mm. or whatever for the bond um, it all just went into place and what we've noticed is whenever the Lord's hand is in it, everything is mm. simple it flows, it is seamless 
Yeah. It, it may not look exactly as you want it to, yeah. or what we expect, but it's always better than... What we could imagine. Mm. And this is all a fairly recent yes. sort of story. This is, this is not yeah. like this is two years. years ago. This is two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. So still fresh. Yeah. And, and so even, even so fresh as to family and friends that knew you and your past life, Mm. to now that talk to you today, what sort of things... Like, tell us a little about those conversations and what happens. Um. So, with Rania's parents, there was a, uh, a big rift in the relationship um, based on the church, and um, it, it was a, a difficult... We weren't speaking to them. Um, <clears throat> it, it was a very... Very, uh, very traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of... So my, my childhood was... And, and with my parents. So we never really had a relationship. But um, I eventually broke away at 33 years of age. Um, and so for five years, didn't speak to them. Um, when... And, and I was more than happy um, that that was... You know, I could never forgive them, blah, blah, blah. When, um, when we were saved and we started reading the word for ourselves and I started seeing all the cracks and the deception that what they were following, believing that they were Christians, um, that they're not following Christ and it's that's not what Christ says. And, and I actually prayed, um, you know, I'm like, Lord, how do I let my family know? How do I, you know, how, how do they get to know you? You know, is that my responsibility? And um, within a week... Um, for some reason, Dad um, actually knocked on our door. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, what's he doing here? And Paul just said, well, you prayed. Um, <laughs> the Lord's giving you an answer. <laughs> and so I opened the door and I just blurted everything out. And I'm just like, you've got to read the Word. You've, you, you've got to just read the Bible for mm. yourself. And um, But I was still adamant, no uh, relationship, but... Um, uh, yeah, miraculously, um, my parents were completely different. Um, they, like, now we have a great relationship with them, but they still struggle to understand the, the change, the, you know, that I'm, I, I don't want to always go shopping. Um, I don't care about the materialistic things. Um, yes, we have, um, I suppose, on a worldly um, viewpoint, We've got the least that we've ever had. We don't have all the houses, the cars, the money, but we've never been so happy and blessed and we just have this peace and joy. Um, so they're still grasping with this, um, who are you and yeah. how are you happy? Because uh, all they've ever known is, well, money brings happiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my mum doesn't, doesn't recognise me. She's... Um, she doesn't fully understand um, what's taken place. She, we've obviously explained it to her. She doesn't fully grasp it, but she likes it. Mm. And the evidence of that is through who she shares it with, yeah. with other family members, with other friends, and the feedback from them. And um, she's always talking about things that are happening, things that we're doing, in, in such a positive and a proud way uh, mm. that her son is and daughter-in-law are doing A, B, and C. Yeah. Um, and she loves it. Uh, we're, we're on time. We're reliable. We're, we don't swear. We're not on drugs and alcohol. Um, we help. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Mm. So it's a relationship that she's not had from us. Mm. Um, and it's nothing to do with us. It's all the Lord. But she's seen such a dramatic change that, yeah, she's, she's still having a second glance, mm. like two years later, still, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. It's amazing. And then they'll say things like... Um, like they always kind of want us around, mm. um, you know. With um, with my mother-in-law, she just whenever we're there, she's just happier and relaxed and at peace. And and it's amazing because we know it has nothing to do with us. She can feel the presence of the yeah. Lord and the Holy yeah. Spirit, and she doesn't know what it is. Um, but she likes it. Yeah. She likes it, um, you know, and especially with the pandemic and the lockdowns and what have you, like with everyone else, it's taken a real toll on her. But, um, yeah, as soon as she speaks to us or we go up to see her, it, it, her demeanour just changes, her countenance, and, um, yeah, she recognises it and her friends do as well. Yeah. So it's amazing. So the stages from having everything on a worldly stage, losing it, to the comments being oh, you're so unlucky, you're so unfortunate, or poor you, um, oh, you must have run through a village of whatever. Chinamen. Yeah. Chinamen, <laughs> uh, some of the things that we've been getting back to, wow, you're, you're really lucky, you're really fortunate, you're, mm. you seem to be blessed, you seem to be... Yeah. So, this is the mm. feedback we're getting now, which is just a huge transformation mm. from... And we had an, an issue with... We don't want them to think that, you know, a, a bad luck is from the Lord or anything. Mm. We want them to know how he's yeah. blessing us, how much we... Yeah. And our, our fruits and our happiness and our peace in the Lord have, have come out so people are noticing it yeah. and, mm. and they want to know more. Mm. I think that's probably the biggest. Yeah. So God mm. has used that, that journey of pain, of um, despair, things, despair, mm. things spiralling mm. completely out of your control mm. um, and turn it around yeah. mm. for, for your good. And now... I mean, you're even telling him how you're leading people to Christ and mm. um, through through your business and through what's happened at Stratford. And that's a whole another story that we don't have time for this morning. <laughs> um, but it's so evident that how God has used mm. um, those hard times mm. for his purposes and his good. And, yeah. um, and it does remind me of that verse in, in Romans where God works all things together for the good of those who, who love him and are called according to his purposes. Yes. Um, Mm. All the things that happen aren't good, but he uses them for good. Yes. Um, mm. And he doesn't orchestrate the bad things, but he uses them for the good. And, um, mm. and I love that it's so evident in your life. And mm. I want to thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And um, I mean, there is so much more to it. And for those of you who know Paul and Rania or um, would like to get in touch, I'm sure they'd love to, to sit and chat and um, share more. Um, but there's so much to their story. And... Uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for sharing so for openly and, and being so vulnerable with your story. It's been such a blessing. Thank you for having us. Um, and thanks for, for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, we hope that this has been a, a real encouragement to you this morning. What a fabulous story that is. I hope you found that um, encouraging as well as challenging. Um, I'd just like to add to what Pastor Brad said um, just thank you, Paul and Rania, for sharing so openly with us and being such an encouragement. Um, Paul and Rania are a part of our wider church family, you'd have to say. So um, they're not 
as often at Sale Baptist Church as perhaps we would like, but um, perhaps they'll be able to pop in from time to time uh, when we're allowed to meet again so that um, everyone who wants to catch up with them uh, can get around them and just uh, learn a little bit more about their story and really be encouraged by them. So um, thanks again, Paul and Rania. Um, Everyone, just uh, tune in again next week. We have our second Stories of Hope, which is different but challenging and encouraging the same. Um, So we really hope that you'll be able to join us for that. Um, Let's just quickly pray before we go. God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for that that story that is so much more than a story, for the the time that you intersected real people's lives and made a a difference and changed their lives forever. God, we thank you so much for Paul and Rania's testimony, um, for how real they are and what a real difference uh, following you can make in their life and in our life as well. And God, I pray that we take that challenge and that encouragement with us into our week as we uh, seek to impact those around us uh, with the faith that we have in you. So God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful Sunday.